Hey everybody and welcome back to Mainstream Boy with your pal from those movie dudes, Jonathan. This week we're joined once again by our friend Spencer as we talk about three new release movies. We have I Used to Go Here with Jillian Jacobs, The Tax Collector with Shia LaBeouf, and HBO Max's first original film, An American Pickle with Seth Rogen. If any of those movies interest you, stick around. Actually, BC isn't really a religious term. I believe that was more so coined by scientists. No, I know that, but I'm saying that I'm pretty sure scientists are, like, what came up with that, not, you know, Jesus. I just like it because it's, it, it totally works with before Corona, back when the world was actually normal, and you could go out and you know go to the, go see movies in theaters. You don't enjoy the movies. you don't enjoy the world now. You got something against the world, Spencer? Maybe you should fucking leave. Okay. <laughs> uh, Maybe you should right. call up your your big boy friend Elon Musk and hop in his Tesla and fly off to fucking space. Maybe you'll see uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal up there. Fucking asshole. Well, I'm just going to leave you to do the rest of the podcast by yourself. <laughs> no, no, God, I can't do it by myself. This was not a warm welcome, and I, I don't know <laughs> where to go from here. But um, did you press record? No, I did, yeah. It, it's right. funny, because once, once the recording starts you know, recording, I just turn into a total fucking asshole, and I can't help it. I like that you think that you turn into an asshole when you press record. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like it's just consistent. No, no, uh, it's not, just dude. who it's... you are. But, yeah. Well, um, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, guys, uh, welcome back to Mainstream Boy. This is episode four. We have uh, three films this week, which is the most we've ever had on Mainstream Boy. Considering we can't go to theaters, I'd say I'm uh, pretty happy with that. Uh, when we go to, do go to theaters, I doubt we're going to be able to see three movies. But who knows? I used to have double feature, you know, Tuesdays. I go see, you know, Peter Rabbit and uh, yeah, films like, please, yeah. you know, Instead of Care helping, for Wellness. Help me out with a project. Uh, you went and saw Peter Rabbit you know on a double gotta feature support, Tuesday. you got to support James Corden, okay? He came to America, put his life on the line to be here, to be a rabbit. And it was a fun movie. I disagree. I really needed help that day. But uh, I'm glad that you well, went and saw it and you supported it. You should have given me a few days' notice. It's no. your own fucking fault. All right, fair enough. So, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Grobitz. So. <laughs> Grobitz. Uh, yeah, yeah. And th- this is, again, it's Mainstream Boy. It's it's hosted by me, so it's taken a lot less seriously. And uh, we're basically review mainstream movies, most of which will we were referring to you know Haley steinfeld now and then and bumblebee and mainstream movies where you know you shut popcorn in your mouth get a few snow caps and just you know go to the bathroom three four times during the film that type of stuff uh so this week <laughs> we're gonna be talking about uh three films yet again i already said that but uh, movie on hbo max we got an american pickle with uh seth rogan times two spencer yeah a movie that you had no idea even was coming out until last minute. And I was like, oh my God, the first HBO original Max movie is coming out called American Pickle. Seth Rogen. Yeah. Added to, the, uh, added to the review show. Mainstream boy. Thank God. Yeah. Here we are. American Pickle. Uh, film number two, we had a little Shia LaBeouf movie. He kind of just fucks around in Los Angeles with the Bloods and the Crips and kind of badass little uh, motherfucker there. Tax collector. How do you like okay. that description? <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, out there, but you know what? Roll yeah. with the punches, keep going. I like if it. If you if you ever watched us back in the day, 
I cannot do synopsises. They saved my fucking life. So, and last but not least, we had I Used to Go Here, which follows Jillian Jacobs from uh, the Netflix show Love. Uh, and I'm a big fan of that show. A little Judd Apatow. You know, feel good, fun, kind of back to college, nostalgia type shit. So. Yeah, Judd Apatow did not have anything to do with this movie. So he didn't, I don't know why but you it had him. just because she's worked with him, you know. I feel like it's relevant. He was say. a producer of Love. Okay, so what? She's still an actress, <laughs> and she does other work. She doesn't... hardly. She really doesn't do much, okay. other than that. I mean, that's the only noteworthy thing she's really been in. But yeah, Spencer, uh, you watched all three of the films, correct? You did. Yes, I did. So did I. Wow. So we're gonna be on the same page this week. So why don't we start off with uh, whatever film you want? I'll let you choose. Uh, let's just talk about. I used to go here. I used to go here. Okay, like I said, starring Jillian Jacobs, it elevated, or I'm sorry, directed by uh, directorial debut director Chris Ray, who actually makes a little uh, cameo in this movie. Do you know which character she was? Um, Take a wild no. guess. No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have any no. like actual screen time. She's only in photos. Does that help you? Not, no. Oh, was okay. she the mom? Was she the mom? No, she's. I wish she's not the mom. Okay, she is. Uh, she's the girl that Jillian Jacobs' ex boyfriend is dating on Instagram. That she's like stalking. You know those pictures. Oh, and... Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> okay, I just want to. I'm just just a little bit of information, a little Wonderful. background. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> cool. I mean, she made a little bit of a cameo in the film. I thought that was exciting. Fantastic. I. Uh, I was like, cause I literally looked up. I went on IMDb. And I'm like, there's got to be some fucking fun facts. That's the only fact. Or the only trivia information is well, that. I'm a like, small little movie. Yeah, we'll bring expect? it up on the show and Spencer will We only watched it because you're obsessed with Julian Jacobs. So <laughs> I wouldn't say obsessed. I just like the show Love. But I know none of you guys give a fuck. But I'd, I would highly recommend the show. It's a good show. Uh, and also okay. on Rotten Tomatoes, it has an 89% critical rating, 64% audience. That's a high rating. Okay. Yeah. Uh, kind of high. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm leaning more toward the audience. 5.7 on IMDb, so that's exciting. Um, yeah, so basically a little synopsis here. Following the launch of her new novel, 35-year-old writer Kate is invited to speak at her alma mater by her former professor. Uh, after accepting the invitation, Kate finds herself deeply enmeshed. I never really see that word used very often. In the lives of a group of college students. Spencer, before we watch this movie, you said that you basically didn't need to watch it because... You know, the description itself pretty much gives everything away. Do you still stick by that? Well, yeah. Last week when you announced that this was the movie that you were the one to watch in, from the description, I had didn't, never heard of it. I was like, this just sounds like I've seen, seen this movie just by the description. And I was just going to let you talk about it. And I was like, okay, I saw that it was like an hour and 25 minutes. It's hardly I anything. I was, in fact, <laughs> waiting for an audio file to be uploaded that wasn't there to begin with. So I was just like, okay, I'll just knock out this movie. And I, thought, I ended up watching it. And uh, it's 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 a nice little movie. I mean, it's it's... It's quirky. Yeah. It's 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 not quirky at all. Actually, it's it's, it's just well, it's very she, generic. It's super generic, dude. Her it's, character it, is a little quirky. She's kind of uh, she's got she's got some charming, awkward kind of quirky personality going on. She's the exact same character she is in uh, in love, although a little bit less. No, bitchy, she's I would way say. more normal in this movie. She's well, not maybe not normal, but she's just like I don't know. She's not as like. Psycho. She, she just, <laughs> she's well, kind of psycho I in love, dude. Like her a character. little bit. She, she's a little her, her decisions crazy. are very rash. Exactly. Uh, yeah. No, she's think, more grounded, I think, in this one, and just kind of. Uh, a little more bubbly in this, the movie, in this like, movie. It was interesting to see her kind of go through the struggle of 
releasing a novel and then not having it work out in her favor and kind of just regretting where she is in her life. I think that was kind of interesting, especially going back to her, her old college and kind of seeing all that old stuff. Like she went to her old house and was filled with just like all these young kids and stuff. And that was kind it of was weird. interesting to watch, but yeah, it was, it was, it was super weird. Like why was, was she kind hanging of out weird. with them so much? <laughs> like this movie had some weird dynamics. Like it went, and I don't think it could really figure out the tone it was going for. Cause it starts out and it like every scene, they had to go for this weird, like awkward moment. And I hated that. I hate when movies have to rely on that. Uh, like for instance, when she was in the, uh, the cafe looking for, like uh, cringe stuff or whatever yeah cringe stuff? it was very cringe yeah and she's like yeah, yeah where's uh this guy whatever his name is like anthony or something and he's this guy's like i don't know who that is and then they have just like this staring back and forth for like 20 seconds and it's just like super cringe and i just i don't, I feel like it has no place in uh in a movie that should be more based around and more of a dramatic tone and it does eventually lead into that but like choose one you know what i mean uh and it didn't in my, it just kind of it kind of focused on those uh, those more weird, just out there scenes that I don't really feel like should have a place in this movie. It still made me like chuckle every now and then, though. I mean, it definitely had some moments where I thought it was pretty funny. Um, one in particular, uh, Elliot, the the transport driver, yep. mm-hmm. that uh, is like in charge of her itinerary for being at, at college for that weekend. He's just like so enthusiastic, like he loves like everything to do with with her schedule, and he's just always there for her. And like the fact that he takes like that Ambien and tries to drive him to this like like stakeout or or they're trying to like break in to this person's house, like he's just like I'm, I think I'm gonna take a nap right now. <laughs> like he's just yeah. like all over. He the was place. great. He was hilarious, and him his character, and uh, I also liked uh, what was it? Tall Brandon. Tall Brandon. Tall Brad. Tall Brandon. Brad. Tall Brandon. Brandon. Brad. Um. So. <laughs> He, I finally he got was that. pretty funny and okay thank you uh and the but like the scene with him and the mom like it was just so weird like, it, it was, was just, but it, it was fit funny. with the movie it was funny but like i was like this didn't really i don't know like they were trying like you said like they're just inconsistent with its tones because it felt like an american pie movie all of a sudden a and then bit, all of a sudden yeah. it kind of cut to this like indie drama and yeah the, the tone was like the last 20 25 minutes was very indie drama like uh yeah kind of their their heart to heart conversation with the with the girl who was caught cheating or whatever and the whole and thing then, that, yeah yeah what ultimately ends up happening like the whole confrontation stuff at the end it was just like it wasn't really like it was, yeah it was just awkward like it's it almost just, like why like why yeah. why are we going in this direction exactly. i feel like we could have done other anything else I, just something to develop her character more like that just didn't develop anything for the main story that i think we should have been yeah. focusing on and she was fine uh gillian jacobs i thought she was okay i mean all the performances were decent they did their jobs that they were supposed to do i mean it's just kind of it's just a charming little indie film it, it doesn't do yeah. anything to elevate the genre it doesn't do anything to really make you like remember this movie for very long but um yeah i mean i'd say you could still yeah it's still worth watching if it comes to like amazon prime or hulu or something and it's late at night it's a quick movie uh so i'm just gonna grade it i'm just gonna give it a uh a two and a half out of five didn't didn't quite make the fresh for me but uh it's still a it's a nice little movie i mean it it, it it's it's harmless yeah it, and that's that's a good way to describe it it is a very harmless movie uh there there's you know a little something there for people who like you know romantic comedies or like you said kind of that american pie tone it goes there a few times there's there's definitely some good moments some funny characters elliot and 
and uh, Tom Brandon were the two that I actually had listed as well. I feel like Kate, just there wasn't enough there in her character for me to give a shit. Like, her problems were so minimal. Like, the stuff with her ex-boyfriend, and then just her novel not doing well. It's just blah. I, it was just a very blah tone for me, and there wasn't enough for me to really give a shit about her. And the movie revolved around her, so you kind of want a little bit more. Uh, they do kind of throw a little bit of shit in there with her brother, but that was it in terms of, like, the more dramatic stuff. It, it was just kind of okay for me. I was hoping for a little bit more, but, uh, yeah, I, I match your grade with a two and a half out of five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah <laughs> so yeah it was just a I, blah I, movie it, it, I, yeah. it met my expectations i mean i hate to say it but uh i definitely kind of saw this movie coming I feel like, from a mile away but oh I feel well like you're hardly surprised with films like you go into something no, not and you're necessarily like, sometimes i am genuinely surprised by movies and that tends to kind of i hate uh, i do i hate to go and like i know you think i always do this like i go in with a mentality like i'm gonna fucking hate this and usually i will but there are some movies that surprise me as well. Uh, cool. Well, that is I Used to Go Here. You can download it on VOD. You can get a VPN. You can find it other ways. I'm not going to judge you. Uh, but yeah, it's available on iTunes. Go ahead and check it out or don't. Don't really care. Didn't really give it a positive review. So moving on to the next movie, let's go into The Tax Collector with our good old friend Shia LaBeouf, Bobby Soto, and Cynthia Carmona. Movie directed by David Ayer, who I found to be very hit or miss, unfortunately, when he when given kind of larger projects like Suicide Squad. Uh, I've watched that movie four times now, I think. And Holy shit, I that's still a lot. Don't, I, <laughs> I've it's only because, seen like, it once. I wanted to like that's it so much. much. I wanted to like it so much. Well, uh, you know the whole thing about like the Ayer uh, cut, right? That's like... Uh, supposedly Warner Brothers executives came in like hacked up the movie uh, I'm sure they did it. yeah and so he was saying that he has a cut that exists uh, like the Snyder cut whatever that stuff is <laughs> is that going to improve Cara Delevingne's performance well, I, don't I don't know what it fucking is possible. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, what, like, yeah. it's currently always trending randomly and yeah I just I don't care I don't care uh, I'd rather wait for uh, t- uh, Tim Gunn what? no not Tim Gunn <laughs> James Gunn <laughs> James Gunn not Tim Gunn from Project Runway <laughs> Uh, I would like to see his version of Suicide Squad, actually. Tax Collector with Shia. I don't know if you mentioned this in last week's episode, but tattooed his entire chest for this film. Quite the commitment. And we know that Shia has a weird past with his kind of outbursts online and things of that nature. But In the previous... David Ayer film Fury. Remember, he like sliced his cheek. Twice. He didn't shower for like two weeks. Yeah, or he didn't shower for like some yeah, four months or something like that. Uh, and yeah. he sliced his uh, the scar open on his cheek like multiple times throughout filming to, just to keep up the scar. And it's in all of his movies, and it's even in this one too. Like, you can clearly see the scar in on his face. I mean, fuck, he commits dude. so fucking way too much for his, for movies that like no one that they're not working about. Yeah, like it, I'm sorry, but you're not. Daniel Day Lewis, like, just accept that. I, you're no, fu- it is you're amazing. I mean, even did Stevens. See, did you see Honey Boy? No. Okay, he's phenomenal in that. He plays his father, like his own. It's crazy though. All right. Um, well, that's he's great in that. But yeah, I'm not saying he's not a good actor. I think, and oh, I love fantastic. Fury's incredible. I love Fury. Uh, anyway, getting the tax collector. Uh, it follows kind of the Bloods and the Crips out in L.A. and and a sort of gang drug violence feuds between two of them a tax collector working for a local crime 
Lord finds his family's safety compromised when the rival of his boss shows up in L.A. and upends the business. I didn't really have any expectations for this movie going in. It's not really a kind of genre that I explore very often. I, d I didn't mind it. I think there's some good things about this movie. Like, it definitely goes there with the violence and the gore. And um, it does it pulls out all the stops with just fucking killing people off. It's very excessive. It's, it's yeah. It was yeah. extremely brutal, uh, I, and it didn't need to be. But that's like the only thing it really had going. I don't for know was who the... pissed off David Ayer. <laughs> but, like, clearly, he like, sent him a message somehow. Like, All send of his movies have been like that. He just took it out on this movie. I like, mean, do you remember End of Watch? Remember how gritty and yeah, fucked true, up that dude. one is. But yeah. yeah. I don't Same know. with Yuri. I mean, there's uh, all like, of them. The are. deaths yeah. in that movie are just like boom, and your fucking head just got blown off out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, I know. What he's you mean. very, uh, yeah, he's very graphic. But yeah, well, and I'm not complaining. I mean, if that's what you're into, this is again like just like the last movie. It's a good late night movie if you just want to watch people get fucked up. The only thing is, I don't feel like if you're gonna go there, just really go there because it did focus on some other bullshit. That or just have a good story because it just didn't. It wasn't cohesive to me. It was just it was just a bunch of like, oh, this would be a cool scene. This would be cool if this happened type of thing. Yeah, and it was just kind of like. The whole movie just seemed like a montage, and that's what Suicide Squad felt like. It was just a montage <laughs> of scenes. They were just like, oh, this would be cool. Just like the trailer. Happened. The trailer was like the sure. best trailer. Exactly. And, <laughs> and if you watch the trailer for this movie, it's actually like, okay, this looks really cool. I'm and sure. it was annoying, too, because despite how much I committed and tattooed his entire body for this, or his chest for this role, like he just he's not in it that much. Hardly. He's I hardly mean, the in scenes it. he's in it, he's good. <clears throat> But, like, they're just not given that much to do, unfortunately. Like, I feel like this maybe would have been better as, like, a miniseries, you know? Focus Possibly. on these gangs and, like, develop the characters a little bit the, more. Just them going around to, to like, collect the, the dead. Yeah, man. I mean, it would be kind of cool, yeah. you know? You, you, meet, you meet some interesting characters. Yeah, because they... It's. I actually really enjoyed the first like maybe thirty forty minutes. Same. Thought, yeah, yeah. And like him know? like with his like keto diets and stuff and them. Yeah, just, that like, was funny. That was very current. I was like, really, they're going for the keto. And they really <laughs> established like the the main uh, guy's family back home and stuff. And I I thought his wife was great. I liked how she was kind of like in on everything and like she was so supportive of her husband regardless. It, it of just the, it uh, just falls apart. You know? Like just completely. Yeah. <laughs> it just completely falls apart, especially as it just goes on and on and on. It just. And it's not that long, but it's just it's, it's not, very yeah. just it's not that well well done. And it could have been so much better because I think the talent is all there. And you had the commitment from Shia, you had David Ayer, who's made some great movies in the past, but this one was just kind of a miss. I don't know. I just yeah, little little discombobulated, just kind of yeah. uh, not didn't really have the craftsmanship that I think David Ayer could have put into this, unfortunately. But yeah, it was. I mean, it's good to see kind of uh, a more diverse cast you don't really see that very often so that was good um i did kind of like how they like teamed up at the end that was good but then it doesn't really go anywhere because remember how like you know what i mean the bloods and the crypts kind of teamed up against this new gang lord gotcha you know yeah okay. uh but they don't really develop it that much and i and i thought that was a somewhat cool plot device that ended up going somewhere but then again they just like you said a music video type thing where it just begins this like slow motion montage of people getting fucking yeah. demolished but I mean, it looked so. crisp. I mean, the 4K was nice. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I don't know. The music it was loud, and you know, it was it was violent. Like, it's just kind of those like late night movies. If you, if it comes to Netflix or something, I think you could easily just sit back and watch it. It's it's mm -hmm. it's mindless. It's very mindless. And I was kind of hoping that it wasn't going to be. I think that was my issue with it. But 
I um, liked it more than Sabotage because it didn't have that yeah, annoying ass that fucking too. character. But uh, I, I, I would. Remember her. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I would go two out of five for this one. This one wasn't. Fair. I don't think I'd ever watch it again. But it's uh, it was it was mindlessly enjoyable at times. But that's it. Yeah, just another movie that I found underwhelming. I think it could have been better with with the talent behind it. Like, come on, you you can make a better movie than this. Yeah, not what I was hoping for. So I I'd give it a two and a half. I think there was a little bit a little bit more there for me, uh, but all overall, just uh, kind of a disappointment. So fair enough. Again, yeah, that's available on VOD if you guys want to check out the Tax Collector if you're into that type of thing. Uh, yeah, we're gonna move on to the third movie, which is kind of the one that just came out of fucking nowhere with Seth Rogen. And uh, first-time director, uh, Brandon Trost, who's actually better known for being a cinematographer. He's worked on a lot of Seth Rogen's movies in the past. He did uh, The Night Before, which I still haven't seen. I really you gotta would... watch that. that one, I know, that one, dude. It's fun. I'm thinking Christmas time. It's a, yes. some, yeah, I think I'm going to finally pull it out. Uh, cool. Yeah, he did Neighbors. He's worked on The Disaster Artist. Bunch of other fucking movies. Uh, Extremely Wicked, Shock and the Evil of Vile. He did uh, cinematography for that. So... This guy's pretty well versed in the industry, but again, this is his first time directorial debut for an American pickle. Has a seventy five percent critical rating. Pretty high, I think. It has a seventy five? Yeah. I haven't even looked. That's actually that's really yeah, high. It's that's a lot higher good. than I thought it was gonna be. Okay. This is in this is a lot of not a lot of movies. Uh audience is forty five though, so the audience oh, maybe shit. didn't that's, resonate. Okay. Quite the split on this that's one. That's kinda what I was expecting the critics to have it at was like a forty five. I would think okay. like like it would flip, you know. Sure. What I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Synopsis: uh, an, Amer- an immigrant work. Uh, I'm sorry. An an immigrant worker at a pickle factory is accidentally preserved for a hundred years and wakes up in modern day Brooklyn. The plot's kind of out there. <laughs> so Seth Rogen is kind of back uh, working as a uh, a ditch digger back in the early 1900s, and then gets m- moves to America. He's from what was it in Russia somewhere? I think I can't remember some Russian country over there. Um, in Europe and goes to America and works in a pickle factory as this guy that just beats the shit out of rats. That's his job. And eventually get falls into a big pickle fucking jug and gets preserved for a hundred years, wakes up in 2020 and ends up running into his great grandson also played by Seth Rogen. Spencer, what do you think of American pickle? Okay. Um, American pickle. You you seem kind of psyched for this. <laughs> I will, I don't know. It just came out of nowhere, and that's the thing. Like what you mentioned, that a new movie, like it could be honestly anything. I, I, I'll, I'll watch it. I mean, for example, we just watched three movies on demand this weekend. <laughs> like, holy shit! Okay, I'm just so um, happy to have new content. I'm so yeah, I just I mean, thank God. Nice. <laughs> and, and it's Seth Rogen. He's a familiar face, and uh, you, I like what he's done creatively behind the scenes, like as a producer, and what he's done. And developed for projects. I mean, I don't know if you've watched The Boys yet. I mean, second season's coming no, out in a couple but weeks. No, it looks good. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and uh, he he developed some good stuff. And so I was kind of looking forward to this one. And something that I thought was really cool was that the poster of this movie was actually taken by a like hundred year old camera. Really, <laughs> it's actually it's not yeah, just it's a portrait of Seth Rogen. No, 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 it's a portrait of Seth Rogen taken from a camera that's over a hundred years old. Uh, they, so they went really authentic with the poster of the movie, and I think that's pretty clever, and that that's awesome. And mm. the stuff between <clears throat> like a hundred years ago and comparing it to the modern world, that stuff was kind of funny. I mean, it was like it especially was... when he started selling pickles on the streets, 
and like the modern day guys would like come up and like, oh my god, like we're gonna like, Instagram you, and like, yeah, and, like, oh my god, is this organic? And, and he's like, like what? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, I sell pickle. <laughs> yeah, I put it in just, jar. You buy. Yeah, like yeah, uh, and I, it was funny, but like it didn't do. Like if I went and saw this in theaters, I think I'd just be so just be like, what, what the fuck did I just pay and see? Like. I think it's it's definitely a good VOD film. Like it's a good movie for Netflix. Streaming film. Yeah, yeah. It, like, it's not a good. It had to be because yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. If I, I didn't have like Movie Pass during this time, if this came out in theaters, like, and I wouldn't paid like twenty dollars to go and see American Pickle, like, I was into it, man. I especially in the in the beginning of the movie, he's just this this ditch digger, and they just throw that comedy at you. They hook you with. I did laugh out loud when all of, when all of his tools were breaking, dude. <laughs> like, I thought that was really funny. And finally, like it starts to work, and then his fucking like uh, his his wheelbarrow just falls yeah, apart. He's just falls. like, Ugh. like yeah. I and I can imagine living in that time fucking sucks, dude. Like you know, it would suck ass dude, I, to live I in the nineteen hundreds. For uh, an hour the other day, and I wanted to just lay down and just and fall die. asleep for eight hours. Yeah, it like sucks. I just it sucks. It was, it was awful. They had to work so hard, and they just end up dying of the Black Plague anyway. Like, God, fuck my life. I'm surprised my ancestors made it through it. I really am. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I'm Good shocked point. that, yeah, it's just, thank God. I mean, 2020, granted, kind of sucks, but thank God we're not living in the 1900s, the early 1900s. Yep. Thank you, great, great, great grandmother for powering through. And And that's really all this movie is trying to say. <laughs> yeah, I know, and and I think there was a, a lot of good messages here, you know. And really, granted, what, what, what were some? Respect your ancestors. Don't let okay. people fuck up their gravesite. Go back to your roots and just experience them, regardless of if you believe in them in modern day. Some good stuff, man. You know, okay. you, you don't right? It, kind of. I was, I, just cur- I was just curious. Yeah, no, and I I think there's there is some heart to this movie, which is. At its roots, about selling pickles, <laughs> and and making an <laughs> app down that is absolutely pointless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The the crowbits or what? What are they called? The the card. The, I don't remember. I think it was the the crowbits. Sure. Anyway, the, basically, we're talking about this uh, this family. Like there was a flashback, and and Seth Rogen's entire village got killed by this Russian. <laughs> I don't even fucking know what the hell happened. <laughs> Dude, it was so weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. The second they get married, they just the whole town just the whole gets town gets murdered. massacred, Game of Thrones style by like the Dothrakis. <laughs> it was fucking yeah. weird, but yeah, he holds this vendetta against them, and just because there's a vodka sign above his dead wife's grave, he decides that he's gonna sell pickles, make two hundred thousand dollars, just to buy the graveyard and knock the vodka sign down. That's pretty much the plot of the film. <laughs> yeah. But it was funny, dude. It was funny. I love how he just kind of <laughs> pulled the cucumbers out of the trash and he just started from nothing. And I, I honestly feel like you didn't need the young Seth Rogen. If you just followed Herschel walking mm-hmm. like a being a fish out of water in New York and trying to like sell pickles on, on the street again, and that was the movie 90 Minutes, I feel like that would have been just so much stronger, so much tighter. This whole like young Seth Rogen developing an app stuff just was... I think it just really bogged the movie down for me, and that was what I didn't like about the movie. And, hmm. I mean, their feud, I thought, was kind of funny, and then it just kept going and going. I was like, ah. Like, then it went to Twitter. Like it got it's to the like, point oh, where it was God. like, okay. Yeah, it's like, he's like, okay, I, I go do that now and show you. And then it's like, five minutes later, okay, 
he showed him <laughs> and like yeah. he shows him again five minutes later it's like all right let's let's get going with like something i don't know a little different it got to the point where ben was maybe going a little too far you know yeah it's like, it just, dude it just really like character in the movie i feel like i feel like you you, you could have just done with herschel just exploring new york i think that would, just, would have been a much much better movie it's like a modern day Brooklyn with Saoirse Ronan, but with pickles, and and being preserved. Not sure, in, I in see the comparison, brine. but um, I think you do. I think I think it's there, and you're just choosing to ignore it. But it's there, twenty percent there. But okay, it, well that's a lot. I'll take it. Uh, but yeah, I, I kind of see where you're coming from there. I I I can I can see this movie completely completely without Ben, and I could see it being funny. I loved when he brought in the interns. And he like learned what interns are. He's like, I don't have to pay them, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then and then His he has all these too. people. Yeah. Clara, sure. so funny, dude. Loved her. She was great. Um, I could have sworn I I recognized her from something else, but no, no. This is pretty much one of her first roles, so uh, she was funny. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, I thought it was just fun. Again, another movie that I could watch late night and be like, yeah, all right, that did the job. I'll go to bed now uh, after a few beers. <laughs> Fair so. enough. Okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, good yeah. little Seth Rogen fucking comedy. I didn't, I didn't share the same experience as you. I think uh, I actually fell asleep during this movie and then I had to oh. wake up like I don't know twenty minutes and I'm like, right, I don't remember what happened. You know, I had to oh, re- rewind to where I left off and finished it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It just it didn't it didn't hook me. I I like I said, I just I wish I saw a different. I wish this movie was something a little bit different. Um, I didn't think you needed the whole young Ben character. And did you notice that uh, the guy from the Lonely Island, who was also in I Used to Go Here, I did. was also in this one? Okay. I mean, he's oh, in like, one yeah, scene in this movie. Yeah, he was in I movie. Used to Go Here. Yeah, he played Bradley Cooper. Because that was also a Lonely Island production. You know that, right? Yep. I saw that. It was uh, one of the producers. Yeah. Weird. Uh, uh, what? But yeah. Uh, who did, I noticed who did he was in both of the movies. Movie? This one, he, he was the uh, guy that he was Ben was texting oh. to get oh. his app developed. And he's right, like, oh, right, so, right. and he meets he meets with him. He's like, oh, sorry, but you're like, we googled you, and you're like, you got oh, arrested, so we can't. Sorry. <laughs> it was, dude. There was a lot of funny scenes, though, man. Like, come on, you're not fucking. Yeah, I mean, I chuckled stuff. every now and then, but I just overall, I didn't think this was a great movie. Uh, it was just, it was, it was fine though. All right, so I give it a two and a half out of five. Two and a half out of five. Yeah, it's a little bit low. Uh, I think there was a little bit more there for me. Two and a half uh, out of five for me is still like it's still like it's it's decent. Like it made me laugh. It was fine, but it's not something I'm gonna like remember or really say like yeah, go and watch it. But yeah. but you're definitely leaning more toward the 45 audience score. I I think I'm leaning more toward the 75 critical. I don't know <laughs> if I go 75. I probably go more like 60, 62, 63. I'd give it like a. I'd honestly give it like a 50 on the run to minute score, but it's fine. Yeah, it's it's like watch it, but don't go out of your way. You know, sure. I, I I thought I had a really uh, some funny moments. I think, you know, when do you see a movie like this? You don't. So it's just it was just a kind of u- of a, a unique comedy that doesn't take itself too seriously at all. It's just it was it was enjoyable. So um, I give this three and a half out of five. It's actually oh, okay. somewhat high on my list of movies for 2020, which there isn't a lot of them. But I believe it's in my top I'm 10. I'm up to like 30. So. I'm at like 22, maybe. I don't know. All right. Solid movie. Available on HBO Max if you guys have a subscription to that. If not, going to have to get a subscription. A lot of good stuff on there, guys. Mm, free trial. Anyway. Yeah, guys. Uh, there's not a lot coming out next week, but at least a lot. one film. We, we just talked about it. <laughs> there's All a right. whole bunch well, of it was th- going on next well, week. Whatever. There, there's some films coming out next week. I'm not exactly sure what we're going to watch, uh, one of which will definitely be Spree with Steve from Stranger Things. 
Uh, I have no idea what it's about, but it looks a little bit bloody and a little bit tenuous. So that could be exciting. Uh, and Spencer, what else? Uh, there's a Disney Plus original, the one and only Ivan, Brian Cranston. Uh, that's the only thing I know about it, and apparently he talks to a gorilla. So that could be What else can you want? Fun. Maybe he He's sells the gorilla some meth. Who knows? But it's Disney Plus, so probably not. Um, but that Highly one unlikely. Thing, I'll probably check that one out, Disney Plus. And uh, there's one more uh, Netflix original. It's a huge budget movie. Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's called Project Power. Project X? Project Power. They take a pill. They become like a superhero for like five minutes. That's so it's limitless. Limitless no, with Bradley it's the Cooper. same directors as Paranormal Activity 3 and uh, Nerve. Okay, Nerve. I'm in. Cool. So that's kind of what we got going on, on next week. Thank you guys for watching Mainstream Boy. I uh, really appreciate it. Make sure you go over to at those movie dudes on Instagram. Comment. Fucking follow us. If you don't follow us, then how are you supposed to know when our episodes come out? They come out every Monday, by the way. Uh, follow our main podcast. That comes out every Friday at those movie dudes and uh we've got a little new podcast coming out this wednesday spencer this wednesday the criterion criteria we're talking criteria. about rosemary's baby i haven't even seen wait. it yet holy shit really okay so i have to watch that by wednesday wait <sighs> did you guys already fucking talk about it no but uh that's the first episode rosemary's baby all right well I'm on wednesday watch it then holy shit i'm not prepared so, for this monday wednesday friday speed. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks for listening. If you are, hope you guys are all having a wonderful week. It is Monday, so I apologize for that. But enjoy yourselves. Stay safe. I hate when people say that to me. There's a guy in the elevator that said that to me the other day. He wasn't wearing a mask, and I was. And I was like, dude, fuck you. Uh, but yeah, Spencer, I hope you have a good week as well. Thanks. Doodles. <laughs> Doodles. Thanks for listening to Mainstream Boy, hosted by your pal, Jonathan. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at ThoseMovieDudes. Next week's episode will be available on August 17th. Stay safe and wash your fucking hands.